small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and today I'm just, uh, I'm not by myself, but I'm solo as far as uh, producers are concerned. Uh, Kyle is at work, that jerk. He's making money. How dare he? How dare he make money? But I am here with uh, two fine people. I'm here with Kaylin West of Tiny Stills. Hey, you guys. And Tony Thaxton of... Tiny stills. There you I go. guess, sure, kind of, right? I'll allow it. Right? Yeah, it's, it's the current, uh, I was going to say current roster. That's not the right word at all. Lineup? Yeah, sure, I guess. How many people are in this band, Kaylin? Four. Four. Yeah. Got you on guitar. Yep. And a drummer. Drummers. Tony. How come you just don't stop right there? We go white stripe style. I know, right? Yeah, that bass. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it drives me crazy when bands don't have a bass player. <laughs> it is weird, isn't it? It drives me crazy. <laughs> So you have a bass player. Who's your bass player? Harry Foster. Harry Foster. And then you have another guitarist. Yep. And okay. our guitarist is Zach Comtois. Is he the lead guitarist and you're the rhythm guitarist or are you the lead guitarist? Uh, well, he's the lead guitarist. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's really a lot of leads going on though. So no, much. there are leads. Don't, there's a few. How yeah, dare you? But I mean, I feel like when people say lead guitarist, they think of just like solos all the time and stuff. You're the lead drummer. That's true. It's true. Yeah. The drummer gets the lead all the time. True. Goddamn right. <laughs> you now, Tony. You said you don't like when a band doesn't have a bass player. How do you feel if a band has two drummers? Oh, I also hate it. That's I'm not horrible. Sure right? I mean, yeah. I might hate that more because that means that one guy's not good at his instrument. Instrument, right? <laughs> you don't need two drummers. I don't. I really. I'm always baffled by that move. I know. And me like, too. I think we once had an argument about this because she was saying that it can sometimes be done, but I've I've oh, never. Geez, I don't want to start an <laughs> argument between you two. That's the last thing I, I want to do. Not today. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a big week for you, Caitlin, because yeah. your new album drops tomorrow. Yeah, La- tomorrow. Laughing Into the Void. It does, tomorrow. This is the sophomore effort. Correct. Not a sophomore slump, though, I can not, tell you. Not a slump. It's not, not even for slump. <laughs> it, is, it is not a I No, I'm telling you, it's not oh, okay, a sophomore okay. slump. Thank you. Um, if I didn't believe that, I wouldn't say anything. I'd just be like, hey, so you got this record out. That's hey, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> but uh, no, you you uh, you hit it out of the park. Thank you. Uh, I'm glad you like it. I really do. And um, when I was queuing songs up today, uh-huh. normally I look for like a cool place to cue the song. But sure. all these songs start cool. Yeah. So I didn't really. Thank you. I, when we play clips from them, we're just going to play them from the beginning. Because sure. they really have. AKA Pat got tired. I just didn't feel like No, because I. <laughs> I cue all these other schlubs on the list. I cued their I cued their music up. Uh, Amazing. We have a soft, uh, a, kind of a soft topic today. I picked all the songs. Um, I started to think about this um, this festival from the uh, '90s. Uh, I think it was in '97 and '99 or through '99. They did it for three years uh, called Lilith Fair. And again, I can't it's say only three years. Yeah, '97, '98, '99, and then I think they did it again in 2010. Wow, I did not know it was that few of them. I know, but it was founded by musician uh, Sarah McLaughlin. Mm-hmm. I have trouble saying Lilith Fair <laughs> and because I'm from Pennsylvania, and, and Kaylin, you're from Pennsylvania. Yes. But you don't have an, an L thing. I, I don't know why do I do. I, don't I know. know it's really hard for me. Like, yeah, I can say, name, so. I can say yeah. Lollipop, but like Lilith. How's Lollapalooza treat you? Lollapalooza. It's, a, it's okay with the L O, but with an L I or something, other vowel, terrible. Oh, no. Um, but I started to think about this uh, festival because um, 
you know, with the Me Too movement and all mm-hmm. these things happening now, uh, I, I can't believe they haven't tried to reboot this thing because there's so many mm-hmm. female artists have come along since 1999. Mm-hmm. And I really think they could get uh, an, an, you know, another, not that the lineup wasn't amazing then, but I think it would be great. So I, I have picked songs today from artists that I feel would be great if uh, they rebooted Lilith Fair. Cool. And yeah. uh, of course, uh, Tiny Stills would be... Uh, Headlining. Would be, be headlining. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll finish your sentence. Thank you. That's great. I like it. I knew what you. Um, I knew where you were going with it. So. So we'll be playing. We'll be playing songs from Kaylin's new album, and then we'll be playing songs from uh, other artists that aren't as good. And um, and uh, and and I'm just calling it Lilith Fair. What if? But before we start, I want to. Uh, we have to play our little advertisement for the Shure microphones. So we are using the Shure SM7B microphones. It's the same microphone that Michael Jackson used to record Thriller. Oh, yeah? No, not this actual one, but the same. <laughs> now, now I'm disappointed. Yeah. I know. So let's get, uh, let's hear a little bit. Uh, now, this is a minute and a half, so bear with me. The company behind... <clears throat> Take two. Take two. Take two. Take two. Ah! Go ahead. This episode of the Rock Solid Podcast is brought to you by Shure, the company behind some of the world's most iconic microphones, earphones, and audio products, including the legendary SM7B mic, B mic, that we use to record Rock Solid. The SM7B offers perfect response for music and speech in all professional audio applications. Used to record Michael Jackson's Thriller album, engineers and artists continue to choose the SM7B for warm and rich vocals. <laughs> and it also shines on just about anything you put through Guitar, it. Guitar, bass, kick drum, horns, even as a hi-hat mic. Does it flow together? Gorgeous. I know, really the legendary SM7B microphone. SM7B microphone. Would you like to hear more about it? <laughs> right. For 93 years, Shure has been the go-to company for roadworthy, superior sound. Every member of the Rock Solid Podcast is proud to use the SM7B microphone because we care about bringing our listeners the best sound possible. Best sound possible. You can edit that into something. There's a couple of takes. All right. So that's what you got to do when you want free stuff. So I always have to give uh, credit to uh, Kevin Quinn. One of our listeners took uh, took our just our, our bland read and he took it and he put all those effects and stuff. Uh, he did the music as He well. did all the stuff and nice. sent it back to me and said, hey, if you want to use this mic, certainly I'm going to use that. That's pretty great. It uh, sounded great. Yeah, I'll use that. Well, that's because of the microphone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't Kevin. Come on, Kevin. It wasn't Kevin. <laughs> Please. It was Mike Siegel and then the microphone. And Kevin did his little whatever little, he does. Little do. Uh, but much appreciated, Kevin Quinn. Okay, so Tiny Stills. Laughing into the void. Mm. You had a Kickstarter for this thing. Yeah. How much did you raise? Uh, a little over nineteen thousand. And um, every single penny is in the grooves. A hundred percent. Every <laughs> single penny is in the grooves. Yeah. The uh, you also brought three vinyl copies that you're going to sign, and we're going to give them away. Yeah. Is that colored vinyl? I peeked in there. I thought I maybe saw something it on colored is vinyl. Colored vinyl. What color is that? It's a light, like baby blue. Yeah. Does music sound better on baby blue vinyl? 100%. <laughs> 
hundred percent it does. <laughs> uh, and people can, uh, tomorrow is when the album comes out, June 1st. Yes. In theory is what you told me. In theory. Oh that's yeah. It it's out. all queued up on the internet to do its thing. You know so like at, at midnight tonight, mm -hmm. I go to iTunes, this thing's going to be there. In theory, that should be correct. I mean, <laughs> I, I say be. in theory because, yeah. you know, the you, internet, but yeah, it should be. Are you going to be at your computer like at 10 after midnight just to see if it's there? Uh, you know, I hope it's there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to check. I'm going to be checking all day because I would check. be there. I yeah. know. Um, but yeah, it should be. So uh, buy it. If you like what you hear, buy it. I got yeah. to be honest with you, even if you don't like what you hear, fucking buy it. <laughs> just, okay. That's just what I'm saying. Support. She's got to uh, pay the drummer. You know? Yeah. Support, it, yeah. support your independent artists. There you go. Because this is, a, this you. was a, this is a DIY. Yeah. Let's do it yourself, kids. Uh, and it looks, <laughs> and the, it looks fantastic. Thank you. It's so funny. Like I want to say it looks like a real album, but I mean, you know what I'm talking about. It's, <laughs> it looks, it looks great. You got yeah. a lyric sheet in there. Yeah. You got the, the baby blue vinyl, and it's, it's fantastic. I love the cover sure. art. Who did the cover? Uh, our friend Dave Clock okay. did the cover art. Who's the best. Uh, did, he used to great. do all the posters for the uh, the Meltdown show. And he's from the band The Dave Clock Five. Exactly. Is correct? Yes. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, no, he would do the posters for the Meltdown shows? Uh -huh. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, I'm such a fan of his work, too. So I was so excited when he was into doing it. And the, what's so cool about the art is it's really made to be on a record. Mm -hmm. It you is. You know, the whole record is like designed to be a record the back tells a story the front tells a story and that's what you don't get with the digital which is kind of a so bummer. tiny yeah because it's so tiny and even the thumbnails you can't really appreciate it but but we designed it to be a record um and i love the artwork on it he did a good job he did he did a good job yeah. and so when you're sitting there and listening to this you have something to look at yeah just like uh, the the olden days when i was a kid <laughs> when i was uh, when i was in my 20s and you two were just born um <laughs> probably not too far off uh <laughs> <laughs> Not with me. Uh, how old are you? You want to give your age? You want to guess how old I am? Yeah, this is a fun game. 35? Keep going. Hmm. 80? No. Uh, <laughs> 39? Yep. 39. On the head. I'll Thir be 40 this year. All right. Well, see, I'm 15 years older than you. So, yeah, when I was a teenager, when I was 15, you were just born. There you go. And you, I don't even want to know. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you two are, can we say that you're married? Yeah. You just did. Some people don't like, I can edit it out. No. It's no. It, and then it would go, can I say that you two are, okay, and the next song is, that's where <laughs> the edit would sound like, because I don't smooth it out. Uh, you guys are newlyweds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We are married. it's already been nine months, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. We could have a baby now. You could have a baby from, now. You know, from well, you do have a baby. It's going to be, uh, it's going to come out uh, tomorrow. <laughs> it comes out tomorrow. And it's called <laughs> Laughing Into the Void. It's your, uh, di it's your, yeah. di your digital baby. It's my digital baby. Uh, so, but you guys cohabitated before you were married. Yeah. Now, did it feel different after you were actually married, though? Because I, I lived with, with my wife, and then yeah. we were married. Uh -huh. And it does feel a little bit, feels a little bit different. What do you think? I don't, I don't know that it did really feel. Like, I, I, it was more just, like, getting used to saying mm -hmm. my wife. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, and then also getting used to wearing a ring. Those were really the two things for me. You do your taxes different? Yeah, yeah, we true. did that, that first time, <laughs> and that I mean, that's where all the fun is. Sure, <laughs> taxes is always fun. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, fun is the worst. Oh my god, it didn't feel different for me. It felt very similar. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'd been yeah, we'd been living together, and yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like yeah, nothing really changed. Didn't feel like it really sealed the deal. Like, no. did you think I got her now? She can't get away now. I'm still. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like you trapped me? Yeah. 
I mean, that was the intent, but uh, I don't know. I'm still, I still feel like I got to work hard to keep you around. <laughs> oh, well, sweet. you should. You should be working <laughs> yeah, hard. Every, all guys should be working hard to keep their, their spouses and girlfriends around. Yeah, I'd like to see her pick it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings me to, I want to play, I'm going to play the first song God damn it. off the new album. And I wanted yeah. to ask you, the song is called When I'm With You. Yeah. Now, is this, when you write a song like this, is it written for you, whoever you're dating or living with? I mean, like, sure. is this written for Tony? Yeah. How's this, this go? This one specifically was written for Tony and okay. this was written while we were dating mm -hmm. and I recorded it on a voice memo on my phone and sent it to him because I was like, Hey, I wrote this song. What do you think? And I wanted him to like me. Yeah. Uh, and that was my way of like, kind of being like, oh, Well, didn't you know he already you? liked you because you, you were dating? Well, we were, I don't think I was, we were dating when it was, I was, it was, that. it was pretty new at this. I think we yeah, were, we were like kinda, friends Yeah, and it was kind of like that initial push so this song's been around for a while so then you send this song to him now yeah you got to be nervous because you're thinking this could, possibly, could possibly scare him off yeah i it, think i think i kind of knew maybe he had some feelings okay and so when you get the song what did you think it's a little boring i've never been so flattered yes I, i've never had a song written about me well, that i'm aware of yeah and uh yeah it was great and i thought the song was you know it, it helped that the song was really good, you know? Yeah, if you I, didn't like it, I don't know what I would have done. I'm going to change the title in my iTunes. I'm going to call it When I'm With Tony. Yeah. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Yeah, but Let's change Tony Stills while we're at it, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I told you that uh, usually I queue up the songs to a cool spot in the song, but uh -huh. all these songs start really cool, so... Thank you, I'm yeah. I'm going to be... Any song I play from the album today, it's going to start at the beginning. Cool. So let's hear a little bit of... When I'm with you. I want to take you to Disneyland. I want to ride Space Mountain again and again and again. You make this modest mouse feel like Superman. When I'm with you. Very nice. Very fun. Thank you. I love it. Self-aware song. That's like, uh, that's like one of those like <clears throat> summer songs that you just, you know, you roll the windows down and you're heading to the beach and this is the album you put on. Thank you. That's yeah. what I say. This is the that, album. That is a great compliment. This is, this is a, that would be awesome. That's how all these songs feel to me. Like I love, Thanks. this is, this is the kind of stuff I really like. Yeah. I don't know what, do you, what do you call it? Do you call it pop music? What do you call it? I don't like to pigeonhole. But. I don't know. I mean, everyone's trying to look for that like title for, yeah. for what it is. And with this, it always felt, it fell somewhere in between like indie rock mm -hmm. and pop. Power pop. Power pop, pop seems to be the genre that, mm -hmm. that is applicable for other artists that kind of sound like this. Yeah. So that's kind of what I've gone with. It puts you in a good pop. mood too. It makes you feel, yeah. this, this stuff makes you feel happy. Yeah. Imagine if one of the songs was actually about you. 
Oh, yeah. That would, that I know. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Now, are you bummed that she said Back to the Future instead of Star Wars? I'll allow it. You know, it, it is a little more appropriate if it was Star Wars, but I understand. Tony is a big Star Wars fan, if anyone out there doesn't know. Are you a Star Wars fan also? I now have to be. Do you yes. have to be? Oh, yeah. She's come around, though. As, but I have come around, to be fair. As the yeah. as the years go on, mm-hmm. you you're you're allowed to fall out of that. Oh, good. I've been <laughs> I have been married twenty years in September, and uh, the things that my wife was really excited about that I was excited about, uh-huh. she's not so excited about those things anymore, yeah. and that's okay. I understand. There's nineteen <laughs> Marvel movies. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she she uh, when when we started dating, yeah, she had not. She had seen like bits and pieces of some of them, but that was it. And mm-hmm. then right before the Force Awakens came out, it's like all right. We're gonna we're gonna watch the <laughs> at least the original trilogy so you can know what you're know in what for. you're in for yeah yeah and then and then cut to when we saw the last Jedi we left the movie that night and she wanted to go see it again the same well, night there you tricked her you yeah. did it yeah. you did it you played a Jedi mind trick on her <laughs> <laughs> uh, how is Solo I haven't seen it yet uh, I enjoyed it I enjoyed it quite a bit uh, it's it was uh, my brief non spoiler. Uh, review is that it it was what I wanted it to be. It was okay. just like a fun adventure that didn't really have too much to do with the with anything else. Just you a, know, a true standalone. You know, some little things here and there, but mm. not too over the head with those things. And so. Kaylin, you liked it also. I haven't seen it. <gasps> you went by yourself. To... She was working. Yeah, yeah she I was working. To, she, she's she, working. She was supposed to go and then had to work at the last minute. So I was bummed. I did want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet, I, he'll I, see, we'll I bet he'll see it again. You think? Maybe. Maybe. If I, maybe. I don't know. Is that we'll pulling see. your arm? We'll see. All right. <laughs> uh, Kaylin, are you, does Tony play on this album? Yeah. The, uh, all the drums on the album are Tony or it's a couple tracks, someone else? All of the drums are Tony and then all of the guitars, all the rest of the instruments are me. Oh, that's great. Not bass. Oh, wait, except for bass. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. All the guitars, though, and the other stuff. And not violin. And not violin, because Sarah Watkins played violin on this. Sarah Watkins of yes. the Watkins family. Of the Watkins family. Very nice. Yeah, so she good. was great. Uh, when you ask these people to, to be on your album, are, is everyone excited? Are they immediately, like, flattered and ready to go? Oh, my gosh. I have no idea. I wrote, I wrote Sarah an email, and I was like, oh, my God, I don't know. She's going to, I don't know. And I read it, reread it probably, like, five times. Be like, I don't know. And Sarah's and a good friend She is of ours, a good friend. But, but she was still. I was still nervous because she's so good. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to take up her time, you know, I just like, I don't know if she'll want to do it. And then sent it and I got a message back in like five minutes. It was like, yeah, sounds great. Sounds fun. And it's like sent from my iPhone or whatever. <laughs> she just, she was so easy to work with and nice. And um, and did you write yeah. the violin part? Like you had a violin part in your head. You're like, oh, this would be great if this was violin. Yeah, I wrote the the parts out um, and wrote wrote what I thought would sound good. And mm-hmm. I sent her that and I said, what do you think about this? Like, do you, th- you feel like this would be good? You want to play this? Um, I want you to like it and I don't want to, you know, step on your toes or anything. And she was like, that sounds great. I really like those parts and whatever. And, um, and she just came in the studio and did it now, forgive really me, quickly. But I don't remember which song has That's violin okay. on it. Uh, it's My Skin has violin on it. Right. Um, and she, yeah, she was just such a pleasure to work with, you know, just yeah. really great. A member of Led Zeppelin produced one of her albums. Yeah, yeah, John Paul Jones. John Paul Jones. Yeah. Is that crazy? Yeah. It's not. Really, I didn't know that until recently. Her, I was talking to my, my good friend Todd Cooper is her husband, and he was talking about like times like he went to the studio and was like hanging out with John Paul Jones, which is it's a very surreal seeming thing. Yeah. I know. And it's just, you know, who says that? No one can. No, 
And that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. You self-produce this? I self-produce most of it. Um, uh, Andy Freeman produced Lala and Colorblind. And okay. then because of some scheduling things, we couldn't finish the record together. Mm-hmm. We did those two songs first. Um, and then he ended up having to move to Nashville. And so it just didn't work out that we could finish it. So instead of trying to pull someone else in the project that I didn't really know, I was like, okay, I'm just going to finish it myself, which was probably because Tony told me I could do it and pushed me to do it. So I, how's that for a supportive? That's very nice. And how do you know, how do you have, um, you have to be very Mm self-aware, I guess when you're doing like when, when someone directs a movie and they're also acting in it, I'm always like, Right. How do you know if you're doing a good job acting? Like, how do you know? Yeah. Or do you just say, this This is the sound I was looking for. This is the way I wanted it to be. So it, it must be okay. Yeah. It, that's kind of always the trouble is you never know if your ideas are really coming across mm-hmm. um, because you, you stop being, you know, a listener and you start being a part of the process. Mm-hmm. So it was hard, but it was good because I trust Tony's opinion a lot. Um, and I had some other people around me that I could kind of bounce some stuff off of. And if it wasn't working, you know, I kind of, I could gauge that a little bit, but with these songs, I mean, I wrote it to sound like this. So I kind of, I fleshed out these demos pretty, pretty, uh, well. So I kind of knew what I was getting into when we were going to the studio. We were replacing parts a lot of times and making them better with better sounds. So that's good. You want to make it better. And then when do you put it to rest? When do you like... Because you could keep working on something forever and ever and ever. And yeah. then it would be Chinese democracy. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to go for a Chinese democracy yeah. with this. Um, I It was just done when I I felt like it. I, when I was tired of working mm-hmm. on it, I was like, you know what? This is going to be what it's going to be. Um, do you finish one track at a time or do you, just, or, or do you like mm-hmm. set one aside and work on another? Like if something's not working on, on one track? Yeah, or? I did that a lot. Mm-hmm. So with overdubs, because we tracked the drums and the bass, together and then when we were doing the overdubs we would we did all of the guitars in like two or three days okay and then um i came back and i tracked the vocals at home um so you can hear my dog breathing on a few of those tracks um (laughs) i like stuff like that though. i know it's so weird but uh yeah i just like if i got stuck in a rut i let it go because i don't want to like marinate on it too much and then just hate myself and also the music so i would move on and then come back to it well, let's hear uh, a little of my skin. I don't cool. know where the how how deep in is the violin part from Sarah uh, Watkins. Pretty deep in, I would say, a minute. All right. Well, we'll start five. at the beginning, and maybe I'll try to find. <laughs> yeah. ooh, if it was at a minute five, I would give you. Uh, That'd I would be give so you, impressive. I would give you a twenty dollar bill. Oh, oh my this god! Was like plucky stuff earlier in the song. Oh yeah, there? yeah. There's plucky stuff. All right. Let's hear a little of my skin. to call if I feel down I get visits from friends from out of town I could even throw a party Right here inside of this skin Wherever I 
and find that violin? I mean, it's there now. I'm not a musician, Tim. <laughs> and actually, that was the song I played at your place. I played, I played my skin on Rock Solid. Before, Before I, it's like a Rock Solid exclusive. Yeah, Rock Solid exclusive. I want to see. I have to go back in RSE. Yeah, that's the thing about podcasting. As soon as I'm done recording. Yep. And then people, and sometimes <laughs> yeah. like I have like six or seven episodes in the can right now that are going to, mm-hmm. and like people will hear those and then they'll tweet at me or text me and go, Oh my God, when you sure. and Kyle did this and I'll go, I don't even know what you're talking about. hundred percent. It's so weird. Yeah. But, but actually <laughs> listeners might know that one because that was. They, the listeners will know it. Yeah, the listeners possibly, know everything. Possibly. The listeners know everything. Yeah. Um, and if I, I want to, I'm going to compliment my wife because that, uh, you know, she played it. Solo on, on yeah. Rock Salad. Before. And she was and sick when she played I, it. It sounded and good. I got very used to hearing the song like that, just mm-hmm. acoustic guitar and vocal. And I was like, yeah, that's all it needs to be. And then all that production on that song is all her. And I, it's it's such a, that song is so well produced. Thank and you. The instrumentation on it is, yeah, it's way beyond what I was hearing in my head. It sounds great. Thanks, yeah. dude. Where did you guys record this? Did you re- did you rent a recording uh, facility? Did you do it at home, in the garage, in the garage? Oh, the garage. Uh, we recorded drums and bass at 64 Sound, mm-hmm. uh, which is owned by Pierre DeReeder, who was in Rilo Kiley. He kind of got all of his stuff and put it in a cool studio and was like, oh, I'm going to rent this out. Um, and so we did most of the basics there. And then... Uh, the guitars we did at our friend Frankie Siragusa's place called The Lab in Highland Park. And he just built his own studio in his garage, and it, it's awesome. And then uh, Sarah played violin at Studio P in Pacoima, which is my friend Will Kennedy's studio. So it's like a real hodgepodge. And then the vocals were done at home. Wow. Yeah, so it's it's really kind of a quilt of, of recording. But What's amazing you know. now, though, is... Back in the day, this would all have to have been done in mm-hmm. a, in a I'm, I'm using quotes, a professional recording studio. Right. Mm-hmm. Not that where you guys did it wasn't professional. It's just like you couldn't do it back then. You couldn't, right. you couldn't just record in your garage or wherever. Yeah. And it sounds as good as anything else. Yeah. It's, it's, pretty a gr- amazing. it's a great thing and a terrible thing, I'm sure, for studio owners. Well, yeah. 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 Well, I mean, you can do a bad recording and have it be a great song mm-hmm. and then it doesn't matter, yeah. you know, but also it helps if you kind of have a plan and you know a little bit what you're doing or what you want going in. Like that's the problem with going to studio. Sometimes you can just get lost for days. You know, you can just waste so much time mm-hmm. and that's expensive. Yep. <laughs> and the record labels, they don't pay for the cocaine anymore. Do they? <laughs> they How does I think they're still paying for still heroin, but not there's cocaine. still a budget, yeah. a budget, a drug budget. Yeah. Um, what was our drug budget for this one? Very low. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys drink? Are you drinkers? Uh, yeah. A red wine? I no. don't do, I don't drink a ton. Yeah. I, I really I, don't. I enjoy the drinking. I like a beer. Yeah. We beer? usually would just drink beer. Just drink can. beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's cool. That's what the cool kids do. <laughs> <laughs> Last night we watched uh, Black Panther and, uh. My wife hadn't seen it, so we still have not seen it. Yeah. I know, and so I had a uh, I had some type of bourbon and ginger ale, some old man drink. And literally, I woke up today like I was hungover for oh, like no. I drank all night, like literally yeah. one drink. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. a lightweight. I'm very, very light. 
I've finally hit that age of now when I drink of, of like, it just, it just makes me tired. Yeah. Like I used to like, it used to wake me up and I was like, let's do this. But now it's just like, okay, I'm ready for bed. Yeah. Uh, Let me cover this, uh, this soft topic that that I've created today. (laughs) Uh, Some of the artists that were on the original Lilith Fair, it was, again, it was um, created or whatever you want to say, founded by Sarah McLaughlin. And the other artists would have been Cheryl Crow and Tracy Chapman and Jewel and Suzanne Vega, Fiona Apple, Joan Osborne, Lisa Loeb, Indigo Girls, all those people. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone knows those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just going to play, uh, we're going to take a break from Tiny Steels, Stills for a second. Steels is what I said. Tiny Steels. Tiny Steels. It's that uh, Pennsylvania. Tiny Steels. It is. It is the Pennsylvania. I will blame the uh, Pennsylvania thing on any word that I say wrong. <laughs> you got Steelers on the brain. Steelers, yeah. Yeah. Tiny Stillers. The Stillers. The That's Stillers. right, yeah. Uh, so this is a this is a Sarah McLaughlin uh, cover of a Tom Waits song called Old Fifty Five. Familiar with Old 55 by Tom Waits? I don't know that one in particular. Mm-hmm. Also done by the Eagles, or just Eagles, according to Glenn Fry. There's no the in it. Yeah, but he's dead now, so he's dead he now. can do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> all caps, T-H-E. Uh, it, it is appropriate, though, that you played a Tom Waits cover after you asked us about drinking, because when Kaylin <laughs> no, does... didn't even think of that. When Kaylin mm-hmm. does drink, she's then known to start singing The Piano Has Been Drinking. Yeah, that's, that's my, go, that's my go-to drinking. drinking song. Perfect. Uh, do you guys have you guys have a lot of instruments at your house? A lot. Yeah. Do you yeah. have a piano at your house? Uh, That's the keyboards, only but no, one we like don't piano. have. Are you still yeah. at the same house where I recorded uh, Felice and Pod? No, we different uh, place. Yeah, we're in, we're living in Glendale. Yeah, we don't have some room for a piano mm-hmm. or or money. <laughs> <laughs> room piano, or money for piano a real piano is an expensive uh, piece of equipment. Yeah, not that other instruments are, but a piano always seems like. You know who doesn't have a piano is Ben Folds. He doesn't have one. What do you mean? He doesn't have one in his house. You've been to Ben Folds' house? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) He said this at a show we were at. He was that Because it seems like work to have it in his house? He He writes it in his head. He literally writes in his head, he said. And then like writes and then by the time he gets to a piano, it's like done basically. Speaking you, of amazing you, piano. Crazy. You can't practice in your head though. He yeah, but he doesn't practice. He doesn't need to practice. And I was like, that's nuts to that's me. That's crazy. Um but yeah, no piano for us either. Or Ben Folds. We're yeah, we're basically company. just like Ben Folds, is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, after June second, when this thing sells oh. through the roof. Oh yeah. Look out, Ben. Look out, Ben. Uh Kickstarter people got a handwritten note from you. Oh, yeah. They got um, a handwritten note. There's a handwritten lyric booklet. Um, so you'd have those all... exclusive. No, wait. A hand, you couldn't have handwritten a book for everyone. You I, handwrote right. it and then, then it mass produced it. I made it. it like a zine. Yeah. Okay. So I, and I, it's all hand folded and, and made, but I made a master copy mm-hmm. of like 
the lyrics and some artwork and some some stuff like a zine. Was that yeah. fun or did that feel like work? I love doing that. All right, cool. Yeah, and you, and you got a few uh, pointers from our our everybody's pal April oh, Richardson. April yeah. Richardson, yeah, April she gave does me the some, zines. Some pointers on that. I've sent her an email. She's she said, helpful. "Totes for real, dude. I can show you how <laughs> yeah, to do that." Yeah, she said, "Totes." <laughs> I can totes do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> So when the, when, the, when the vinyl was delivered to your house and you cracked that open, that must have been a, a fun day. Well, we went to pick it up, actually. Where'd you go? Rainbow Records um, in Canoga Park. Is that where they are, Tom? I don't remember. That sounds right. Yeah. So we drove there and they wheeled it out on a pallet, on a like little cart thing. Mm-hmm. But like right next to, to me were like pallets full of like... Side one dummy records and epitaph records. And then this guy wheeled mine out. And I was like, there's mine. <laughs> there's mine. Take a picture um, of that. I did. Yeah. So that was a fun day. Now, how do you know that if it's cool. going to work? Are you worried then? Are you were like, oh, what if we put this on and it doesn't play? What's. Oh. How do we know? I didn't even cross that bridge in my head. I was like, <laughs> there's no way this isn't working. Did you bring it? Did you open one immediately and play it at the Do you have a turntable at the house? We do. I, I opened it, but we didn't put it on. Yeah, we, we just do, looked our, at it. Our turntable needs some work. So. Yeah. <laughs> we just looked at it. I like I that. Looked we just at looked it. at it. I didn't want to know if it didn't play. There it were grooves break there. My heart. So. There were grooves. It looked like a record. I was like, this is good. We went through two test pressings of it mm-hmm. at that point. So I was pretty confident. What's a test pressing do? So when you, they would send me back a test pressing to make sure that they were getting it right and there okay. wasn't any kind of artifact that was really hindering the playback. Mm-hmm. Um, so like skips or anything like that. And there was a skip on my skin, the song you just played. And so we had to remaster side A. All right. Yeah. And is that, that's more money when you have to do that? Sure is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, with vinyl, it's such a finicky medium. Yeah. You know, that stuff happens and you can't even predict that happening. This, this record was mastered twice. It was mastered once for digital so it's louder, okay. you know, and then it was mastered once for vinyl so that it sounds the best that it can sound on that medium. Uh, which is cool because not a lot of records do that. Sometimes they just take the digital files and they put it on a record and they call it a record. But mm. it's not, it's really not the same. So this one got remastered side A twice just to make sure there weren't enough, there weren't any skips or anything. So Perfect. I was pretty confident when I put that thing on, that sucker was going to play. <laughs> it sounds like you guys did it right. You yeah, I, I hope so. Did you have to, did the, did the money you raised on Kickstarter, was that enough to cover all of these expenses or did mm. you have to dip into pocket? It covered everything. That's so great. So that was the, the goal. Did someone the, work a budget out for you prior to this and say, you know what, for this amount of, if you can raise this amount mm-hmm. of money, you'll be able to do everything you want to do. Yeah, I did. You did it yourself. <laughs> yeah, I had messaged um, the plant that I wanted to work with, and which was Rainbow, um, based on the you know uh, recommendations of the mastering engineer that I wanted to work with. Okay. And... I had talked to the engineer I wanted to work with and all of the studios. So I had gotten a budget together to know how much it was going to cost to make it. And I, I just did it for that amount on Kickstarter. When you have an um, engineer, is that a one-time fee? Is it an hourly rate? How do you, how do you pay an engineer? Yeah, it's a day rate. It's a day rate. Yeah. So we would base it on like a 10, 12 hour day of okay. somebody being there and, you know, recording it or engineering us. And then, Yeah. It, it was it was a long process because it takes a long time to just get everything right. And you don't want to, with Kickstarter, it's an all or nothing thing. Yeah. So you you really have to budget correctly in the beginning. Otherwise, like you're out for shipping and you actually can't make the thing that you thought you could yeah. make. 
So with the Kickstarter, it was that was everything that I needed, and that went straight to the record. So everything you see is because of the Kickstarter. Kickstarter it was created to give people a heart attack because, <laughs> you know, it's like days before, yeah. and you're not quite there yet. Sure. And it's just like, <laughs> it just must be crazy because yeah. it went pretty close, right, until you, you hit it. Yeah. So with when I was on Rock Solid last, like I was sick because I had spent the first two weeks of the Kickstarter basically up until one in the morning. And then I would wake up really early to see if anyone had given anything. <laughs> in a cold sweat. In a co- un- honest to God. Yeah. And like, so I was really sick the first couple weeks because I was so invested in, in what, what it was doing and if right. I was interacting with people and what I could do. Um, and yeah. it was also just it was, like what... Three months before our wedding, and it was too. three months before. <laughs> so it was like wedding. a good combo. I just yeah, wanted to make it the worst case scenario <laughs> of things I had to keep track of in my brain. Um, but yeah, it was a stressful but fun situation. You know, yeah. it was it was so great to be able to raise that and and make this record. So yeah, and have uh, and know yeah. that you have people out there that want to hear it sure. and are supporting you, and yeah. that's that's a good feeling. That was a great, and feeling. It, it is kind of really funny to me that the album is coming out. Nine months after you're married, that is just—it's kind of oh, right. the number is kind of funny. <laughs> I didn't even think about baby. that. Yeah. Okay. I let's let's hit a song called "Hear a Little Bit of Colorblind." Yeah, thank you. That was uh, co-written with our, my friends Anthony Ranieri and Steve Silbeslai. And are there many co-writes on the album? Uh, no, that's, that's the, the only, only one, right? one. Yeah. That's the only one? That's the one I like yeah. least. <laughs> I like the one, no. Uh, I'm going to give this uh, to my uh, to my uh, 13-year-old to listen to. Cool. She just started to play uh, ukulele. Oh, yeah, that's and, a good one. And when I say starting to play, I mean she picked it up, and a week later she's playing it. And I'm like, how do you the heck like yeah. i don't have that ear like she's like oh i think that's an a no like she'll just listen to a song and then she like works it out i think that's, that's what a, a real musician does does she play another instrument or is this her first instrument no this is her first wow i have a guitar cool that i don't know how to play but she told me bring that guitar in from the garage i want to try that oh I'm that's like, awesome all right i'll bring it in that's cool uh, she can sing she's she can sing yeah but uh, yeah, this is the first instrument that she's picked up. And, That's um, awesome. And uh, what I like, and maybe you guys were like this when you were kids and you started to learn your instruments, she just goes in her room and picks it up and then I hear her singing and playing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not a thing where like 
you make your kid take piano lessons and you're like, you have to practice. Like she loves it. Like she wants to do it. That's great. And I think yeah. that's what's really cool. Yeah. Like, Cause um, that's, it goes either way. Yeah. Some kids will really be into it and do that. And then some, cause I've, I've taught some drum lessons mm-hmm. before and I know you've taught guitar lessons yeah. as well. And the, yeah, there are some kids that are definitely there because their parents are making them be there. Yeah. And then every week they show up and they have not practiced. They right. don't know what's going they on. They don't know what's going on. Yeah. And their parents are just wasting money. Yep. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's, 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 um, it's really fun to sh- just to be in the living room and hear her in her bedroom playing it and knowing that I didn't make her do that. And yeah, mommy didn't yeah. make you do that. She's just having fun. That's cool. This is a little bit about my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if Lilith Fair was happening today and we would have uh, tiny stills would be on the show and probably this duo called Tegan and Sarah would probably make an appearance on if I'm, if I'm booking the show. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. I'm booking the show. Good call. I approve. Agreed. This is a song called Closer. All I want to get is a little bit closer. All I want to know is can you come a little closer? Here comes a friend before we get a little bit closer. When I was picking songs for today, my wife said, did you talk to the, to the girls to see if they had some suggestions for you? And I said, no, nah. <laughs> I just got in touch with my own feminine side. I can pick a couple songs. I think I'm okay. That's what, awesome. Uh, what does your 13 year old listen to these days? If I may ask. Well, she just, and this is, this is going to crack you up. She just had to do like a, a scrapbook about herself. And so she listed, cause I just looked at, the finished product the other day it was for a school project and here's who she had listed as her favorite uh music artists david bowie the beatles queen and abba nice oh how her. cool is she <laughs> she is like she's so listening to cool. the beatles like just not you know she they have spotify on their yeah. phones and stuff mm-hmm. so she's just like listening to the beatles all the time her favorite she loves uh she loves blackbird and she loves lucy in the sky with diamonds she goes dad I could listen to those songs just over and over nonstop. Oh my she God. sounds great. She sounds and, so uh, cool. <laughs> for, uh, thank you. She is cool. They're, they're both good kids. Knock on wood. We have good kids. Um, and for the, uh, for eighth grade graduation, she's on ukulele. She's going to sing in my life. That's so awesome. And my wife will, is going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine so. A hundred percent. And then I'll go, what are you crying about? Stop crying. Oh no. But um, yeah. So that's what she, yeah, that's what she's listening to. But then she, you know, she, she likes, um, you know, Taylor Swift and my oldest daughter, she's all about really independent artists, which I, I have, I have one. I'll just play it right now. This is an artist called Mal Blum. Have you ever heard of Mal Yeah. Blum? I actually toured with Mal Blum for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's, um, I have to get my pronouns right. They are yeah. one of my uh, daughter's uh, favorites. Oh, Mal's great. Yeah. So here we go. This is called, uh, Better Go. Thank you. 
such a pretty house in a pretty yard in a pretty neighborhood god damn it i wish that it were a metaphor for feeling or the hardcover of your new memoir oh oh my god look at all the stuff you got does it make your loneliness more bearable you look a lot like me but remiss the off things i eat It's fun to find some common ground, though, with the kids when we're listening to music because, you know, when we drive to school in the morning, that's when you we listen to music. And yeah. sometimes daddy plays his music. Sometimes the uh-huh. daughters play their music. And it's fun to see what, what I like that they like. Like my oldest daughter loves the kinks. Nice. Oh, loves the cool kinks. Too. And we're going to see the kooks, not the kinks, the uh-huh. kooks okay. uh, in two weeks at the wheelchair. She loves the kooks, too. Nice. So That's really yeah, cool. Awesome. That's fun. What, yeah. now, what do you, now, as a musician, what music are you guys listening to? Uh, I'm listening to a lot of Charlie Bliss, which I feel like they would like. Um, what else am I listening to? I kind of have been listening to a lot of super drag, a lot of bands from like the nineties. Yeah. We're, we're on a huge nineties kick right now. I'm especially bad with a lot of newer music. Yeah. It's difficult. There's so much music out there. Right. It's hard to find what you like in it. I mean, there was always a ton of music out there, but now it's, I mean, you can, access it all so it's mm-hmm. like it's like from doing much. this podcast people always send me music mm-hmm. and it's there's just almost not enough hours in the day to listen to everything like people like, yeah. just listen to four albums i sent you i'm like not yet yeah <laughs> yeah i think the newest thing that i have been enjoying is uh a band called roswell kid has a new record See? out that i really i really enjoy you could literally name a million artists <laughs> and people would go i've never heard of that before yeah. right mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's not great Mm-hmm. But uh, and you're gonna play you're gonna play a song live for us. Yeah, you're gonna play a song called "Let's Fall in Love." Yes. How was this written for Tony? This was written while Tony was on tour. But oh, yeah, so it's it was kind written of about, about someone else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're what all written happening? about Tony. <laughs> um, yeah, it is kind of about falling in love. It's it's a bit of a bittersweet song, but yeah. Right. And you'll play that live. I sure will. And can I videotape you when you play that live? Yes. Look at that. And then Patreon people, you'll get to watch Kaylin play that live. Perfect. Did you bring it? Did you bring your drum set? Will you be joining in? Yeah. Oh, wait. I left it in my other pants. Oh, <laughs> darn. Uh, whenever you want to do that, we can, uh, we can do that. Cool. You want to do that right now? Right now? Yeah, sure. I got to get my stuff out. Do you have to tune up? I do. I have to tune up. Let me do that. All right. Kaylin, we'll get, uh, we'll get it ready. And um, all right. Live in the studio from the album Laughing Into the Void, this is Kaylin West of Tiny Stills with the song Let's Fall in Love. I was fine before you came along. I'll be fine long after you're gone. But in the meantime, let's mutually self-destruct. Let's have a break down and tell our friends that we fell in love. And it'll be so cool smoking cigarettes like we won't die like the kids do. Cause we don't need the truth to feel alive. Let's get vulnerable. It's scarier than 
doing drugs Let's pretend this story ends well Despite what history taught us Let's fall in love Let's fall in love Let's fall in love Me and you with no parachute Let's fall in love of the boys I used to touch And I resent the girls just as much I don't know why it's so painful to drop my guard But brick by stupid brick This is the hardest thing I've done But we look so cool Smoking cigarettes like we won't die Like the kids do Cause we don't need the truth to feel alive Let's get vulnerable It's scarier Drugs. Let's pretend this story ends well Despite what history taught us Let's fall in love Let's fall in love Let's fall in love Me and you with no parachute Let's fall in love on a tightrope hoping that you won't let go this electric fence with no home on either side and if you care to join me we won't be scared or lonely Excellent. Thanks, you guys. Tony, come over. Set your mic up. <laughs> that was fabulous. Cool. You sound perfect. Thank you. That was excellent. You I'm can put, put your you down. can put your gear down. Let me put this over there. Now do you see why I married her? It's great. Yeah, you're so talented. And, <laughs> Thank you. And I thought you sounded uh, good when you were sick, but you were sick because that I was, was totally that sick. was so Thank you. that was so perfect. Thanks. Uh, now the tour that you're doing right now, yeah. are you guys the, the headliners? Are you on like a package tour with some other bands? Are you closing the show? Sure. So with uh, this recent tour we're going to do in June. So we're doing Los Angeles, uh, Phoenix, Albuquerque. We have a date in Vegas and then we're coming back. So super short, but we are headlining. Mm. Um, All of them? Or yeah. Just a, oh, I thought it was only LA. Yeah. Bring your A oh, game. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Ooh, now I, I'm nervous. I misspoke. Sundrest is we're playing with our friend Sundrest. They're gonna headline in, in Phoenix and Albuquerque and Thank with Northbound. <laughs> yeah. And Northbound's on that tour too. Um so it is it's it we are switching it up depending on this on this on the city. Yeah, because they're from um, that area. Because right? they're from that area. So they they that's like their home turf. Um but they're great too. And then in August and September, 
Um, it's going to be a co-headline with mm-hmm. my friends Get Married in San Jose. So they are like a surf rock band. They're like hev- fun. heavily Elvis influenced, um, but also pop punk and, and fun. But that's going to be a co-headline with them. Well, Rock Solid yeah. fans, you have to go out and see Tiny Stills when they come to your area. And um, now you have a publicist because this album is coming out. I do. And the reason I know that is because <laughs> I didn't go through your publicist to get you on the show because I know you. No, we're and buddies. It's just easier <laughs> right. to just send you a message. But uh, I do write uh, uh, reviews for Pop Culture Beast. And so I'm always getting uh, press releases and stuff. And oh, they're yeah. on it with you. I've gotten tons about oh, yeah? this single's out and then this song is out and the That's album's cool. So they're working it. Because yeah. I mean, if, I, if little old me is getting these, then I assume the, the, the big people are getting it. The important people are getting it yeah. also. The, so good. She's great. Um, she actually gave to the Kickstarter. She was a, a friend. That's nice. A friend who I met through music. Um, but yeah, that's so, I'm so glad that's going well. Yeah. <laughs> Where are you going to play here in LA? What's the venue? Yeah, we're playing the Hi-Hat. Um, Where is the Hi-Hat? It's in, it's on York Boulevard. It's near Donut Friend. In Highland Park. In Highland oh, Park. okay. Um, it's, it's a great, it's a great it's, spot. It's really nice. When there. is that date? I'm coming to that show. That's the 31st. Oh, I can't make it. <laughs> the 31st, uh, wait, wait. Of May. It's of Thursday. May. That's, it's today. That's it, what we were rehearsing for, yeah. So that's. Tonight. You're yeah. playing tonight. Tonight. Wait, that's not tonight. Oh, yeah, that's tonight. <laughs> pretend it's Thursday. Oh, my God, behind the curtain. Behind the curtain, pretend it's Thursday. I know. That was good, Tony, that you remembered to. Well, I'm, I'm Today's Thursday. Because the album comes out tomorrow. The album yes. comes out tomorrow. We're playing tonight at the hi-hat. Boom. Oh, I wonder if I can get, I have to see this guy. We have, uh, we have uh, <laughs> high school graduation this week. Mm, oh, that's yeah. Not important. And, uh, oh, it is important. It would be fun. I would like to see it. The high school graduation? Oh, 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 I thought you said, I, th- I thought you meant the show wasn't important. No, I'm saying the high school graduation. <laughs> high school graduation <laughs> is not important. I was going to go see Jethro Tull, but now I don't think I can. That's the night of the high school graduation. <laughs> it's kind of hard to, to say, yeah, after graduation, when you guys are going to go do something fun, I'm just going to head over to the Greek theater <laughs> and see some 80-year-old men play the flute. So fantastic. <laughs> what, um, now what would be... Uh, how do you get on like how do how do you get on a tour like where a major artist says I want Tiny Stills to be our support band? How does something like that happen? Well, and would that be something that you would really want to happen? Sure, yeah, I would 100% do that. Yeah. Um it happens and I I'm sure Tony can speak to this too. A lot of times it's just a matter of um people who know you mm-hmm. or know of your music. Um a lot of times like major acts will reach out directly to bands and be like, hey, do you want to do this? I really like your music, Um, which is kind of a funny thing that happens because when you think about it, like a lot of times bands that are headlining, big bands that you might like, often pick or hand pick, you know, direct support or or that opening slot that maybe you don't want to go to because it's too early in the day or whatever. A lot of times they actually pick those bands. Um, Other times you can be submitted for the tour through like a a booking agent Mm -hmm. or something. But I would love to someday be an opening artist on a larger tour. And how do you make, is there anything that you personally can do to make that happen? Other Um, than submitting, have a a management or something submit? Yeah, management submits some stuff. Um, We we don't have the tour history yet, but after August and September, I will have done two or three full national tours. Yeah. Um, So this year I I will have hit up the whole United States a couple times. Um, to have something to pull from. 
So tour history is a big deal when you're doing submissions like that, where you don't have, you know, you maybe are a smaller artist or whatever. Um, it doesn't always happen that way. Sometimes you, you know, catch fire and you, you are a little nobody who suddenly gets 3 million views on a video and yeah. people are like, who's this? Um, which does happen, but you know, that's the exception. Yeah. Um, it's definitely a combo of, yeah, the submissions and then, yeah, like you said, sometimes a band, somebody mm-hmm. in a band might just know like about you music. and love you. Yeah. And then suddenly one day you get a very unexpected email and you're like, yeah. oh, really? You want me to open? No. Yeah. That, that's what I'm yeah. hoping for yeah. for you. That would be so cool. I would so love cool. that. I mean, I, I really wanted, I've always wanted to be a musician. I knew that since I was a kid that yeah. I wanted to be a musician. And I just never knew I would love touring as much as I do. Mm-hmm. And I really do. I really love being in a different city every day and experiencing it and meeting new people. So I really, that's what I want to be doing. So maybe next year or the next year after that, um, I don't know. I'm putting it out into the world. This is what I want to do. <laughs> Listen up, folks. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's great. So, I don't know. Do, um, what was my name? I had another question on the tip of my tongue. Oh, the, now your family, are they supportive of your career choice? Yes. Because so often, um, well, parents of, uh, parents uh, of my, not of my generation, but my, my parents and their generation, right. yeah. they're not so savvy with what's right. going on with entertainment but uh how are your parents are supportive they are they they've always supported me mm-hmm. and i'm grateful for that because I, if they didn't i don't know how keen i would be to mm-hmm. think i could pursue something so right. crazy as being a professional musician um so i i really am grateful for that i think they are still secretly hoping that i will go back to school to be a lawyer <laughs> um i come yeah. from a family of of lawyers, lawyers who are like, you know, you got it, you know, it's in there, you know, they think it's in my blood. Did you, um, did you go to, did you, did you, did you graduate from college? Yeah. Yeah. I, I went to school for college or to school for college. <laughs> to I went to college. college yeah, to college school. I went to college school, <laughs> college school. school. <laughs> you went to, you went to college for music. For, yeah. For music okay. and, and engineering, uh, specifically for recording, uh, engineering. Okay. Um, because I wanted to know how to record my own songs and do what Tony pushed me to do that I didn't, you know, second guess myself with this record. But um, I went to school for engineering and I'm doing it now. Well, it paid off. Send send your parents that album and say, look, yeah, they're they're so nice. They're (laughs) proud. I think they're going to try to come to the show. They live in Sacramento. So it's a bit of a drive, but. Do you, uh, do they like the music? Yeah, I think so. Well, my mom hates. Can, can I please tell about when we, you played the one song for your mom? Yeah. Is it a song from this album? I forget what is song it, it was. It though. is. It's "Let's Fall in Love." That one okay. I just played. Okay. All right. But so she, we had gone to visit her parents <laughs> and uh, played the uh, played that song for her. And there's there's a bunch of feedback at the end of the song. Okay. And her mom just immediately was like, "Oh, you left that in there." <laughs> <laughs> Mom, that's supposed to be in there. Was, that's rock and roll, Mom. She was so, so upset. My mom, oh, she's <laughs> such a character. How old though. is your mom? Can I ask how old your mom is? She is 73? Okay. I, wanna, I, don't, I don't think I, it's that high. Thank God you didn't I say 55, is. which is what I'll be next year. Uh, 73? She's yeah, in her that's, 70s. That's the age where they wouldn't want to hear the feedback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Well, they, it was yeah. just such a good moment. Loved yeah. it. I always think when I was a teenager and I was listening to music and my mom and dad were younger than I am now mm-hmm. and they would come to my room and go, oh, what is this racket? Mm-hmm. And it'd be like, you know, Bill, it's Billy Joel. Ugh. <laughs> oh you know my I mean? God, like, right. Ugh, the worst. Because I, so I think because I, I have 
do you find yourself doing that with a lot of with some current music? Because I'm there now. Mm, I'll they'll play stuff for me in the car, and I'll be like, "That I don't like that much," yeah. because I just don't think it's good. Like yeah. I don't, right. you know, it's just it doesn't it doesn't appeal to me on any level. But mm. I got to be honest, I'm pretty I'm pretty open to uh, and and like a lot of the stuff that they play for me. And it's stuff that I would never find on my own. Yeah. Like mm. I'll be like, what's this band called? Never even heard of that name in my life. And she, and we'll listen to like the whole album. Uh-huh. That's what we like to, we like to listen to an album top to bottom. Yeah. So yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Um, let's hear another song. What, what do you want me to hear? Uh, Lala? Um, yeah, sure. Lala's the first single. Can you blame single. me? Small. Oh, well, yeah. let's play that. Yeah. Let's hear a little bit of Lala. is the first single yeah how do you go about getting lala played like somewhere on the radio college radio where because i know now when you say it's a single it means that's the first song that was released like you can get that on Mm -hmm. itunes or amazon or wherever but then is it the is it the publicist is it a manager who tries to get you like i'll say on the radio even though that sounds so old school nowadays but i mean right is it like, is it, uh, it's on Spotify? It's, it's released on Spotify mm-hmm. and in streaming services. Okay. Um, and then can you track so, if people are listening to it? Yeah, I can see who's listening to it mm-hmm. and where they're listening from. And for college radio, that's like a submission process. So you can either find a publicist who will submit you to a college radio mm-hmm. and do a college radio campaign. Um, I'm not so sure about satellite radio. Um, yeah, when you, when you're on a labels will do. A yeah. Lot of time too. Like when you're on a label, a lot of times they'll, they'll do that for you because they'll try to get traction on in that market or whatever. Um, but this is all independently released. Yes, so yes. if I wanted to do that, I would have to find a publicist who can do that. Um, or do it myself. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of times submissions from an independent artist won't gain traction from a college radio station you're you're more uh, you're better off getting it from a friend who's being like hey you listen to this yet uh than right. you are being an independent artist submitting to a station right. um but but yeah this one's currently out there's music videos for for this on youtube is this stuff. the texting this the, is the texting video that's a great video who thank did, you let's give uh, some props to some sure. people who did that video yeah my friend taylor allen did that video okay. um he directed it and shot it Writer of the movie Chappaquiddick. Writer of the movie Chappaquiddick. I saw Chappaquiddick. That's yeah. pretty great. Yeah. Very he's, nice. He's been a friend for a long time, like way before we, you know, um, he wrote Chappaquiddick and did his, his whole shtick. Um, <laughs> but 
he's been super supportive of my music and and stuff and likewise him with writing but um yeah he directed that and had the idea for the text because it's a if you watch the video it's like a text thread mm -hmm. um but yeah, he, he was the mastermind behind please, that. Please watch the video. It's really yeah. fun. And I like to say that Lala is the love theme from Chappaquiddick. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, is that accurate. how we, yes. is that yes. accurate? Uh -huh. Sure. <laughs> Chappaquiddick with a, yeah, there's a love theme in Chappaquiddick. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> such a great, I'm asking these questions because you, you have made, you've put your heart and soul into making this album and it's so, it's, it's, it's great. Like, I think like everyone should buy this and listen to it. But then I want to know as, as an outsider, sure. now, what do you do now? You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you do now? I think now, and Tony, you can chime in whenever you want, if you've thought. You, I don't think, I don't stuff. think he knows anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> like what's next is playing shows and touring and, and doing that stuff. Um, and finding like the hardest part about making an album isn't making an album. It's finding the audience, it's finding the audience to um, listen to it. So a lot of times it's doing things like this, like, you know, coming on mm -hmm. rock solid and it's, it's talking to friends who also play music and going on tour and playing shows and finding new, new markets. And I say markets like, you know, just areas basically. Mm -hmm. Um, so a revenue, like a market would be like college radio or like satellite radio or touring, like all of those different kinds of places or ways that, right. that an artist can find their audience. Um, you know, and it's just a matter of, of keeping at it and doing it. I didn't really do what I'm doing now for the first record. So mm -hmm. there is a first record that's out there that came out in 2014 that I didn't put this much effort into because I just didn't know. You know, I was an independent artist. I have always, you know, have been. But but with this, like, the next step for, for this project is touring. And we have a tour in August and September, full national tour that we're working on now. Um, it's just a matter of... Well, this album feels it. like a, a bigger step than the last album. It definitely it does. So you're, you're yeah. doing, you're on the right trajectory. And, I'm hoping you know. to stay on the Now, what about, this is so stupid. This is like something my mom would say. <laughs> what, if, what if you sent a copy of this album to uh, the, the person who books the musical acts at, on Conan O'Brien? I mean, is that something that would, is that even something that could happen? Would they, would they listen to it and go, oh, maybe we should give the, you know what I mean? Like, Tony, is, what do you are, think? There, are there, are there, I mean, I his face is so like, uh, it's probably is, technically possible, but I feel like it's unlikely like that. Cause uh, my motion city soundtrack, my old, sure, band, sure. we played on a few shows back mm -hmm. in the day and you know, that, that came through publicists, right. you know, knowing somebody there and we, you know, I'm sure it helped that we were right. on a label and everything. Because when I, when I, when I, when I lived in Chicago and I was doing, started doing standup comedy, my mom would go, you should call Oprah. I'm like, right. Sure, mom. Yeah. And then, and then what, let's say I get her on the phone. <laughs> then what? I mean, it's just like, so right. that sounds like one of my mom's stupid, yeah. uh, but like you have, like but, you have a, a product that you can hold in your hand and it's, and it's fantastic. And it's just like, I don't know. I, I don't know where so much of this business. I mean, well, honestly, let's, let's be honest. Life in general yeah. is knowing somebody, right. You know, or at least know somebody who knows somebody. Right. And I think that's really key a lot of the time. So we gotta, we gotta start hobnobbing. With you gotta big start knowing people. Often. Well, yeah. you, you have quite a relationship with Ben Folds. I know that you, oh, yeah. you go you over know. there a lot of time yeah. and he just, uh, and he puts a paper keyboard out, right? 
Exactly. Well, he's, got one those, he's got one of those ones that you stand on, like in big. <laughs> <laughs> I always like when toy stores have those. It's not the same as the one in big. <laughs> no. no, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> this is awful. What you're, a sham. you're stepping on three keys at once. It's, yeah. Uh, no, that's that's all. It's all uh, movie making magic. Uh, we have a soft topic today. <laughs> Lilith Fair. I'm going to say Haim would be there. Yeah. I believe Here. you mean Haim. How do you say That's it? That's a great question. I think I it's Haim. I don't think it is. Because I think I've looked this up a couple times. I, uh, I say Haim, but I think I'm saying it wrong. Well, I had, talking about people who know people. Okay. I had friends that uh, used to be neighbors with them, basically, when, okay. they were very, the sisters. when they were very young and knew like the parents and the and So it is and, Haim. And they, they called them Haim. That maybe they could be wrong, but I'm just, I, I had a little bit of an inside tip on that one. Well, I wonder if I look it up. I don't when, know. If I look it up on Wikipedia, will it give me like a pronunciation? Let, let me see. I'm going to look it up. This is good radio. <laughs> uh, maybe the, although, no, they always take the SNL performances Pro- off. Pronounced. It says, it says, it says pronounced in its capital H, capital Y, dash Lowercase a m, Hiam. 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 It's like how does Nardwar say it? So it's not Haim. Sure, that's right. I said Haim. That's wrong. Yeah, so it's I, thought I was quite sure it wasn't. You said Haim. Haim. But this I, is like I, I, go, I go back. I go. I sometimes Hiam. I go Haim or Haim. Yeah, I do love them. I do too. Yeah. and uh, I've tried to get them on a couple times, and their their publicist is super nice, and I, I believe it'll happen. Oh my god, they're sometime. so good. And. uh I'll take any of them. Take all three sisters. Take one. Yeah. Take SD with the bass face. Whoever wants to come. Because <laughs> I really like them. But this yeah, is a, this song is a little of your love. You're just another recovering heart. I wasn't even going to try. Like Hyams on Saturday Night Live, I want Tiny Stills to be on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, that was the first time I ever heard them. Was yeah, when they were on yeah. SNL. and that's the yeah. thing. That's what I mean. Like all of a sudden, you're like, I don't, "Who's this? I don't know who this is." Yeah, yeah. So, so often you don't know those people. No, Time and to it's think not, of it. And they um they only have two albums out. Yeah, yeah. Your second you're, album's as good as their second album. Oh my god! Not even joking. High praises. I'm not even joking though. Was that from their second album? That's what, from their second played? album. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't heard. I don't think I've heard any. That of guitar second. lick that's, was that's from sick. something yeah, to tell you. That's that's awesome. I don't uh, think I've heard that one. But I still don't think that like when I hear them live, I think they're better live than they are on their oh, yeah. record. And I don't think they've found the producer yet that can bring that liveness to the album yet. Maybe they also need to self-produce. Maybe they do. You're setting a trend here, Caitlin. Yes. I don't know. No, you are. Trust me. Thanks. You need to, you need to support Hiam. Oh man, see that would that's be a, a tour. fantastic tour. Uh, do they headline? I don't know. Yeah, they, yeah, they just played out they? at the Fox Theater and they okay. headlined. 
That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, they're they're so good. They are good. Um, yeah, I would love to play with them. That's the kind of a band I think about when I think of like sure. where your career is is going next. Should yeah, go would, should go next. That would be great. So that's what. So I'm make saying. that happen. Yeah, I'll yeah. just snap my. Let me call Oprah. <laughs> just call her. <laughs> uh, well, I don't want to play. I don't want to play every single song on your record. Even though tomorrow people can go to iTunes and they can sample ninety seconds of every sure. single song, yeah. I want people to go seek it out. I want them to find the songs that we didn't play. Sure. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I I I will use one of the songs as a play out and I'll let you pick it. We'll go through the ones we didn't play yet. But before, uh, before we go, let's do some, uh, some promotion. You are, where are you at on Twitter? Um, on Twitter, you can find me at tiny stills. Oh, you got it. Huh? You were able to get that. Yeah. Good. No one took it. You're not tiny underscore stills. No, it's just tiny stills. Or at real tiny stills. Yeah, right. No, not Tiny Stills music or nope, anything. No, none like. of that. You're you can, at Tiny Stills. Yeah, actually, every platform at Tiny Stills, you can find me. Where's the name come from? I don't know if I asked you that the last time we talked. I don't think you did. The name Tiny Stills is the idea that every song is just a little snapshot into my life at one time. And it might not always be true, but mm-hmm. at that time, that's really how I felt. Um, because I just, I wanted something that I, I could just be honest and, you know, tell tell it like it was and not feel bad about it. It was like my way of making an excuse to be honest with my music. That's a, that's um, a good, that's a good story. you know, instead of someone just like, I don't know, Bob said Apple truck. And we said, that sounds good. <laughs> that's a good band name. So that's great. That is fantastic. Yeah, so that's that every, yeah. Every little song is kind of a little different too. So that helps. Uh, website. Tinystills.com, baby. You got it. Hi, huh? no one, you didn't have to buy it from anyone. No, they, that's there. No, it's just, it's right there. Right there. <laughs> <laughs> and on, on the website, we can find tour dates. Yep. Where to find the album. Yeah. You can get a Everything. physical copy of the album. Actually, that's the only place you can get it. If you want like a vinyl, you can get it and you, I will ship it. Me and Tony ship it from our, our place. Media, is that media shipped. mail or is it first class? Media mail. 266. Yeah. $2.66. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, do I, oh, do I know that number? Yeah. I know. shipping it. a lot of yeah. stuff lately. You can write that all off on your taxes though. Yeah. Keep those receipts. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Right. That postage. Oh, postage. Yeah. My wife wrote uh, two screenwriting books. We mail those out all the time. Same yeah. thing. Right off the postage. The email's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. The mail is great. Like Isn't when people it? complain about the mail, I'm like, yeah. really, this is going to go to, to Florida for $2.66. It just goes. And they're going to have it quicker than they, they, they go yeah. take up the 10 days. It's going to be there in three days. Right. It doesn't take that long no. ever. No. Because they don't want it. They don't want it. What are they? What do they want to keep it in the building? Yeah. They no, want to hang wanna, with they, it. They want to yeah. get it out of here. <laughs> right. <laughs> crap out of here. Right. Uh, so everything at tiny, uh, tinystills.com. Yep. Correct. Um, I guess there's no, are you on Instagram? Yep. Instagram at Tiny Stills, Twitter at Tiny Stills, website at Tiny Stills, Facebook at Tiny Stills. We can like you on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook. God, what else? That's it. That's, a, that's good. That's it. Tour dates are coming up, so go yep. to tinystills.com to see the tour dates. Uh, Tony will also be on the tour, so you can say hi to him. Mm-hmm. Correct. If you yes, go to these shows and you've heard uh, Kaylin on Rock Solid, tell her you did yeah. so that she... So that she knows. And I'll go, oh, that's awesome. Uh, you go, oh, I hate that show. <laughs> <laughs> and if you know Oprah, put in a that's good right. word. That's right. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you step out after the show and meet the people? Oh, yeah. I do everything. You're at a you merch, know, like, do you got a merch table where you go meet? Yeah, like I run merch. I, yeah, there's, I do everything. So. And do you, uh, are there t-shirts? Are there yeah. Tiny Stills t-shirts? Yeah, there's shirts. Um, shirts and just records right now. All right, that you but can that's good. At. Yeah. What else do you need? 
Yeah. You got the music, and then you can wear the wear it on your on your wear it body. on your chest. Put it on your body. Tony, where are you at on Twitter? At Tony Thaxton. Same as uh, Instagram. TonyThaxton.com for all nonsense. And Felice Navipod is still in existence. Uh, it is. We're taking a little hiatus right now, but we will be back. So be back before Christmas. I think that's safe to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you both for being here. Thank we are you. at Rock Solid Show because Rock Solid Podcast is too long. So we're at Rock Solid <laughs> Show. I'm at Pat underscore Francis. Kyle is at Kyle Dotson Funny. Um, do, you have, do you have Patreon pages or anything you want to support or talk about? Throw uh, out there for the heck yeah, of it. I, I, I do have one. It's, it's, it's very nerdy. Uh, Patreon.com slash Tony Thaxton. Okay. Also, there's one for Felice Navi Pod as well. But uh, my own personal one, as we talked about my love of Star Wars, I write a new Star Wars song every week. There you go. <laughs> that, look, there's, there is a market for that somewhere. Yeah. You know, people can never get enough Star Wars. Uh, apparently not. And I'm one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> we are at uh, uh, patreon.com slash rock solid podcast. Uh, I want to give a shout out to um, Adam Jones, who did the artwork for this week's episode. I want to give a shout out to Joe Van Overberg, who does the weekly notes for the show, or as we call him, Joey Notes. And uh, thank you both for being here, taking time out of your day, because I know you're rehearsing, rehearsing, rehearsing for this Thanks tour. For you got a show tonight here in L.A. Yeah, yep. the hi-hat. Come on out. And this album drops tomorrow, June 1st. So please seek it out, listen, and buy it. Don't steal it. Buy it. And uh, what song should we play out with, Kaylin? We have Can You Blame Me, Small Talk, Right All Along, uh, Don't Call Me a Catch. Uh, let's, let's do Right All Along because thinking. no one else has heard this song yet. Oh, so wow. this is a rock solid exclusive. Why hasn't anyone heard this? Your mom's heard it. My mom's heard it and told me she didn't like it. Just kidding. <laughs> Thank you for having us. This was really great. Thank you for coming. Thank you for playing live. And Patreon people, you will see Kaylin play live. Yep. Everyone else will hear it. It's it's great both ways. Here we go. Right all along. I called. I memorized your number. It's the one that I dial when I need to recover. I know it's been years. Maybe we could be friends now. For old time's sake. toilet from down here.